from the heavy metal capital of the world, Los Angeles, California, the heavy metal sister, Chainsaw. Contusions, bruises, a gaping hole, a fight the chainsaw really takes its toll. Come wrestle with me, I'm so insane. The only sensation you'll feel is pain. And from Newark, New Jersey, the housewife, Phyllis. My daughter Shirley over there, she's perfect for you. Very little facial hair. Aggravation's taking 20 years off my life and my husband Bernie left me for a younger wife. Welcome to the Mike Grant Show. Today's special guest is from Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, Chainsaw and Phil. Play two characters. Hey, how you doing? Awesome, Mike. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us. I'm happy to be here. So let everybody know what we want to know is, you know, how did the wonderful character Chainsaw and Phyllis get started in the life of Glow? Well, um, when we auditioned, we auditioned. I was on a, a, a football team with uh, my sister, and also Emily Dole was on my football team. And I had an agent that said, there's a show, and it's, he explained it a little bit, and I'd never seen wrestling before. And so I asked him if I could invite the whole um, football team to audition. And Emily and my sister got in, and then I got in. Um, and, and that's how we started from there. But I didn't know anything about wrestling. And I remembered seeing, I remember the first time we saw the film and Jeannie was on it. Jeannie Basson was Hollywood and April Hahn were Hawaiian. And they looked so mean and scary. And I remember looking at Donna going, oh my God, we're going to get killed. We're going to die. And then when they were training us, April was one of the trainers. Oh, I was so scared of April. <laughs> He didn't know it. I was like, she's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. And then during our rehearsal, uh, I, I was telling Matt Simber, somebody's going to get hurt on the, um, on the edge of the ring because it's not covered. It's just plywood because that's what we had. We didn't have a springy ring. We had um, plywood with carpet foam and then this sort of canvas cover. But when you went over the side of the ring, it was a really sharp edge of plywood. Somebody's going to get hurt. That somebody just ended up being me. Yay! And I tore my um, ACL in my knee, but couldn't quit because I was afraid of getting fired. So here I have this knee that's torn in half. And I just knew at that time, nah, I'm not going to get hurt again. And so actually, the outrageousness of heavy metal was born out of that because it was more like, we're not getting hurt. So. We're just gonna make it all about outrageous characters, plot, if we can, and special effects to cover the fact that we can't wrestle because I'm not gonna hurt myself. So everything became so, so big. But if you watch The Housewives, you'll see our real wrestling skills because we just roll around like 
Buffalo. We're just on, I mean, if you look in the background, there's always somebody screaming, help me, while the other one's nagging, you know, and, the, and, and, and she's in the back. <laughs> so you played two characters on the show. So that was ac your actual sister was your tag team partner. Many people don't know that. And many people didn't know back in the day that you actually did play two characters. Yes. So, so when you did get hired for GLOW, originally you were heavy metal sisters. Yeah, we were heavy metal sisters, yeah. And we then- We were Spike, Spike and Steel, but they didn't like um, Steel. So Donna's favorite movie was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So they said, um, yeah, chainsaw, that's a great name. And, and she could carry a real saw and it could have a real blade. What? Uh, yes, and she could chase people and cut things. And he, Matt Simber is saying, yes, yes. And I'm thinking, you're killing me here. I'm going to die. And, that, and it was just like, I've never known anything about a chainsaw or anything like that. And, and how to, he made me go out and, 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 and get by the saw put it together, learn how to use it. I had a chainsaw in my room and I had to carry it throughout the um, casino everywhere I went, including the buffet. Can you imagine walking around? Anybody that got into an elevator with us when I was in full makeup, surprised me if they stayed till the next floor. Like everybody would get out on the next floor. You're standing in an elevator with somebody who looks like me with a chainsaw in their hand in the Riviera Hotel. That's gotta be a little weird. That person says nothing. They don't say anything. They just watch you with the with the chainsaw. So it was a little, it was a little something. <laughs> it was a little different. And, what, and when did you get injured? Was that before the tapings actually started when you tore your ACL? Yeah, yeah. During during our training sessions, during during our um, during our training sessions, I went over the rope and the edge of the plywood cut the back of my knee and just and I was just in agony and and I had to keep going that day I didn't get that knee replaced I mean that knee uh, surgery for two years so my knee was be torn up from that but so everything from that became no I'm not gonna we're not gonna hurt ourselves again I'm just not gonna hurt myself <clears throat> so we'll just that's kind of like the more outrageous stuff was to cover for the fact that we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we flat out sucked. I'm not gonna how, lie. How did the characters of the housewives become invented out of this? Um, Matt Simber wanted two sexy 30-year-old housewives. And Donna, Donna was 21 and I was 26. And I just said, no, let's, if you want these characters are gonna be how we develop them. So we just developed them so that they weren't good or bad. They thought everyone was a whore. And they were just going to take all of the, everyone out, everyone out. And they would just complain and complain and complain. We were actually doing parodies of my stepfather and my relatives because we're Jewish. So we were just like moaning and bitching and whining and just, oh, shut them up. So yeah, it was, it was different. I liked doing the housewives because I didn't have to worry about the saw. The saw would always stall at the worst time which makes you look really stupid you know if you're supposed to be some big scary character and you come in a room hold on it's broken give me a second ah and I you mean, just both, both those characters were classic um i hate to have to ask this question but the fans are going to want to know which one did you like playing better 
Ah, playing better. You know what? They were actually really, I actually, if it wasn't for the saw, I would like them both equally. <clears throat> um, but because of the saw, <laughs> the first season always stalled and got caught. During the second season, the next saw that I had was so heavy that when I started it, I'd almost cut my knee off every time. So there's always that fear. Um, but Chainsaw was really fun because you could just go and do anything. But see, so was Phyllis. But Phyllis was... <laughs> I liked playing Phyllis because I did. I could roll around in my pajamas. That was my favorite part was rolling around in my pajamas. But actually, I really liked doing both of them because they were really big, over-the-top, obnoxious. Yeah, I'm because not... when you look back at the history of Glow, I mean, some of the most funniest memories that I can think of myself were watching the Heavy Metal Sisters or the Housewives in the ring. So many classic matches. In fact, <clears throat> we found out, somebody told me this, a fan told me this, that when Donna and I were wrestling as Heavy Metal, um, people from Vince McMahon, um, from WWF had come to see us and they liked it so much they brought the idea back to him and he's because of the bigness of our character characters influenced by us so I'm like oh my goodness we influenced something that's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> I'm noteworthy Mike yeah <laughs> I'm an icon <laughs> I like to tell my husband that he wants me to do dishes I'm sorry you didn't realize I was an icon, did you? <laughs> <laughs> you had so many icons. So many opponents over the years. So many uh, memorable matches. Is there any match in particular that stands out for you, or any um, funny memories that you can share with us about those matches? Well, I think one of the more dramatic matches uh, for me was um, Heavy Metal versus the Southern Bells when we lit their um, the hoop of their skirt on fire and had uh, Tara go through uh, the ring like a dog in a circus. And so, um, uh, because that was a big dramatic match where dresses had to be made that had hoops in them. The hoop had to have fire stuff all around it so Donna could set it on fire. And so the fire marshal had to be there and all that stuff because it's indoors. And we really tried to work in every safety precaution we could. So we brought in two bottles of what looked like Southern Comfort, um, but they were just, you know, room temperature iced tea. And that way, when it looks like we're completely debasing her, when we're pouring it on her head to make her hair look really awful, we're actually soaking her hair down so she doesn't catch fire when she goes through the hoop. So you don't know that because we look so evil but it's actually intentional because she had so much hairspray on that we were afraid when she went through the hoop, she could catch fire. So we thought if we wet her down, and so she knew in advance that's what we were going to do. But it was funny because, <laughs> I don't know if you ever noticed, but heavy metal never won. That was the thing was we always got disqualified, but we destroyed the others and they won, but they looked like crap afterwards. They just looked like they were just beat to heck. And he we go off and they're like the winners so and so and so and so and you're like because they're all destroyed the only match we ever won was a no disqualification match between us and olympia and dallas 
and those girls could actually wrestle. And, and I had gotten food poisoning the night before at the buffet. So I had been throwing up all night. When, when that match happened and they're, I'm getting thrown into the turnbuckle and they're kicking me in the butt, all I'm thinking is, I'm gonna poop my pants. I'm just gonna poop my pants. I can tell, I'm gonna poop my pants. And somebody had me up and was doing the helicopter, spinning me around and I could hear myself farting. I could just, I was so sick. My stomach was so sick. And like, they threw me down on the ground after that with the fireman's carry. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna throw up. And it was like, every move was just dreadfully miserable. And we won that match only because it was a no disqualification match, but they just beat us to snot. And I was so sick. It was like, ugh. But I like, I like that um, Southern Bells match a lot. And I really liked um, the Housewives with Tina and Ashley. That was a fun match for me. The Housewives with Tina and Ashley was really fun because they were really fun. And if you, Nadine kept saying, stop nagging, stop nagging. It's just like we're moaning and bitching and nagging. You couldn't shut the Housewives up because they just were just hideous. So that was, that was fun to do. Housewives, actually both characters were fun, but Housewives, you could talk more during the match. You could be more audible because you're just talking and complaining and doing all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that was fun. And Donna was really easy to work up because when, um, when we would do our interviews and stuff, we only had two starting points. Everything else was improv. So the starting points for our interviews with Housewives were, I was always going to say something about her weight, and she was always going to talk about how tense and controlling I was. And that's how we started. We started everything from there. So we could go on for an hour improving off each other, which was really fun, and they wouldn't stop us, which was so cool. So yeah, I actually really liked them great. both. Yeah. I, yeah, mean, I loved it. I really liked improvs. both characters. Huh? I said both you had some great improvs. Those were some good ad-libs that you had back in the day in those sketches. Thank you, thank you. She was she was a lot of fun to work off of. Donna was a lot of fun to work off of. Yep, and then um, one match, you know, that gave a lot of people nightmares is when she brought the torch on Sugar and burned Sugar's face during that match with um, Sugar and the California Doll. Yeah, oh, wasn't the California Doll just beautiful? Yep. Oh, I wanted to be built like Jane so badly. She was so pretty. Yes, um, that was, if we were gonna do that, how the, how the blowtorch worked was, Donna had little pieces of flash paper taped under her, um, taped under her uh, blowtorch. And um, flash paper is what magicians use, and you light it and you throw it, and it makes a fireball that goes out. And so she had the fireball, depending upon the size of the little piece of flash paper that she taped on, would be the size of the fireball. And so when she'd throw it, if we were gonna have a match where you burn somebody, there would be some sort of, say, pinkish makeup or, or something like that tucked into a turnbuckle somewhere. So if she got hit or something, she's able to grab it, grab her face, put it on and come back up and be burned. So we had everything like stored in place ahead of time. Usually if it was, if it was a housewife match or a heavy metal match, oftentimes they were at the end because they destroyed the ring often. 
you couldn't, everything was sliding around and it was a mess. And I mean, a physical destructive mess. So we always had to be at the end because nobody could wrestle afterwards because it was just nasty. But it was, and we had Frank Diamato who was one of our referees. And when we did, uh, he'd always play along. He'd always play along with everything we did. He was so much fun. Everybody there, I got along with everybody there. So it was like, um, it was such a strange and interesting time um, to live in a hotel for, for eight months. I mean, at first you're on the strip and, and, and you're like, wow. But after three days, you're looking at circus, 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 circus. And you just want to shoot somebody. You just want to shoot somebody, anybody. And Vegas is culturally void because it's a playground to come to, to do certain things. So there's not a lot to do except gamble. And I found out three years earlier that I was a compulsive gambler. So that wasn't very fun having that in, that's my living room. I found out one day when I was playing craps and I ran out of money and I just took Donna's money. This is before we even, this is visiting. And after it was over, I went, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a good idea. That's something that could own me, couldn't it? I better not do that anymore. So now suddenly three years later, we're in Vegas and this is my living room and I can't gamble. I'm like, nah. So we would try to find different things to do, you know, because I wasn't allowed to go outside very much because I wasn't supposed to be tan at all. So it was a very different time. So Lisa and I, Tina Ferrari, we were best pals, but we weren't supposed to be seen together. <clears throat> so I'd always have to wear a baseball cap and we would go to Eiferman's gym and we would work out every day. We had names for all of the gym members and stories about them. We just, you know, there was a guy, I'm, I'm sorry. His name, we called him Cat Piss because his, he smelled like the cat pissed on him before he came to the gym. Every time, Mike, every time you could smell cat piss coming. I'm on a, I'm benching, right? And she's spotting me and I'm like, oh my God, cat piss is here. So I can't breathe. This guy and, and the sweats he wore, he wore the same sweats every day, but they had sweat rings on them, like, like tree rings. Like how many times did that cat piss on him? I mean, because it literally looked like you knew cat piss was coming. <laughs> so we had, <laughs> we had names for everybody in the gym. It was just, it was just what you did. I mean, you're living there. And then uh, just all of the different stories and the strange, it was, it was a very surreal time. <laughs> One match that I want to ask you about, it never actually went to air. I don't know how much memory you have of this, but it was against Tammy Jones and the California Doll, where you used your chainsaw on Tammy Jones' doll. Is there anything you remember about that match? Because we do see it in I'll the you, credits, but it never aired. It was, we actually cut that, we cut that, I cut that bear in half. First of all, she had a great big teddy bear. We tied it up to the uh, ropes like it was just gonna be um like you know when you tie somebody up on those stretchers those horrible evil stretchers and then i literally cut him in half and donna walked around with the bottom half throwing the stuffing out to the audience it was really sad <laughs> but what was interesting to me was frank diamato the referee was tammy jones's husband he told me 
before the match, and this was, now remember when we did our matches and worked them out, we were all with each other. So I'm talking to her like this, like, you know, no makeup on, nothing like that. And we're in the room and we're just me. So it was very surprising to me about four days into it, about a day before the match, Frank came to me and said, Sharon, she's really afraid of you. I'm like, she's afraid of me? He goes, she has nightmares about you. And I go, seriously? Why? I'm not, <laughs> I still don't know why. Because it was just me and then me in makeup. So I don't know why, but she was actually afraid. That kind of surprised me. She was lovely. She was a lovely person. And, um, but yeah. <laughs> Chainsaw was giving everybody nightmares back then. Who knew? Who knew? It was, it was so, you know, and we used to get, I used to get the strangest fan mail. I'd get fan mail from people that would say things like, your mother should have had an abortion before you were born. I'm like, oh, that's pleasant. But then I'd get the ones that made me even more nervous. And those are the ones that went, killing is awesome. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm setting a tone. I'm setting a really bad example for the youth. Oh no. You don't know because it's just, you don't know where the show is going to go. You're just getting these letters going, yeah, killing, killing. Buddy <laughs> that we worked with was so nice. I mean, there were a couple girls like um, Sally, the farmer's daughter. She was so funny. She'd get a little too excited sometimes, and when she'd scissor you around your neck, you'd go, it's a little tight. There go, it's a little tight. <laughs> but it was always, it was always over-enthusiastic. It wasn't like on purpose. You know, I'm joking. <laughs> You're going too far, I'm joking. And <laughs> you trying to do it. Oh, you know what happened one time? Um, I, I was wrestling, um, we had Little Egypt. I can't remember who the other one was. And, um, that was when I held up the saw and I was trying to look really bad and everything outside of the ring and all this gasoline poured on my head. And then later on, when I'm holding Egypt in the turnbuckle, that's when Donna throws the giant fireball and I think my hair is going to light on fire. And I'm terrified and all of a sudden, Egypt just falls to the ground. All I'm doing is holding her. Somehow her knee just went out. So the match had to come to an end. So their security comes in and handcuffs us and Donna won't stop jerking around. So she keeps falling out, she keeps, they keep dropping her. And when they drop her, the handcuff that I'm connected to keeps cutting into my hand, keeps cutting into my wrist. And I'm looking at her on her way out going, stop it, stop doing it. You're killing me here, stop it. She can't hear it, she's flailing, I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yep, that was a match with the California doll. Was that it? Yeah, it was California doll in Little Egypt. Was that it? I couldn't remember. I just remember all I remember is the gasoline on my head from holding the saw. Yeah, up. It, it, seems, and, it seems like the California doll <laughs> is there when Egypt gets injured and Sugar gets injured. <laughs> She's in the middle of it all. <laughs> Looking back. Looking back at the, those couple years, um, was there anybody in, in those particular seasons or maybe even that in the seasons later words that you saw that you would have liked to wrestle that you didn't? Let's see, who would have been fun to wrestle? 
Well, we only got to wrestle bad guys at one time, I think, during um, Housewives. Were there any? No, I actually just had a really fun time no matter who they gave us. You know, <clears throat> a really fun time no matter who they gave us. I mean, yeah, it was just an interesting, it was an interesting time. I mean, one time, Lisa and I, we would do stuff, and Tina, Tina Ferrari, we would do stuff like at night, try to find stuff to do. So we went into the La Caja Fall uh, uh, um, Theater. And one of us would get on the stage and sing while the other one would be in the audience. And, and like, we just do dumb stuff like that. You, do, you would just do anything you could to figure out something to do, especially if you can't gamble and lay in the sun. What is there to do, you know? So, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a different time, but it was, I'm not, I'm really happy that I did it because there's such cool memories of it and the girls were so sweet and lovely. They were all just lovely girls, lovely women. Yep. So then afterwards, how did Glow end for you? Because then I know too, like some of the other girls moved on to POW. Some girls came back for season three. So what was your experience towards the end? My experience was they started doing tour touring and I knew I didn't want to continue wrestling. So after I did two dates, one I think it was Miami and one in Mobile, Alabama, um, then I came home because I, I, I had, had initially out of high school, um, I was going to be an attorney. <laughs> so, so it changed course a little bit, but I wanted to go back to LA and, and um, study acting and, and do some of that, do some more acting stuff. So I just thought, I don't want to get hurt anymore. And I knew if I'd already gotten hurt once and at 26, when you're pretty young, you're like, yeah, I'm probably going to get hurt a lot more. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to head out of here. It was really more about, and the funny thing was, Later on, I ended up working for Universal Studios in the Wild West stunt show and destroyed my back and body. So, I mean, it didn't really matter that I stopped wrestling because I just went on to destroy my body even more. But I kind of figured, <clears throat> you know, by the time you die, you should use it all up. Don't waste it. Just use it all up. Get in the game. Try to stay out of pain and injury, but actually participate in life. Stuff's going to happen, but... Otherwise, it's everything's sort of a missed opportunity. Yep. And then after Glow, then you moved on to other things. And then the Netflix series came out. And before that, prior, the documentary that you were a part of. Can you tell us how you got involved in the documentary? And then your thoughts on the Netflix show? Well, Angeline contacted me. So they were lovely at the documentary. And I really think they did a really good job with it. They were so respectful and lovely. And, um, and it was really, really nice to see everybody all together. So that's, that's how we got, that's how we got to that. And then when I saw, <clears throat> I saw the first episode of the Netflix show. Um, and I thought they did a great job. I really did. I thought they did a great job. I thought it was very reminiscent of what it looked like except for Mark Marin wasn't as sloppy, but I mean, as, as sloppy, no, Matt Simber wasn't sloppy. No, let's, he wasn't sloppy. He was crass. And, and I remember Mark Marin thinking, oh, Marin's not crass enough, you know, and Marin's a great actor. So, but I thought the show was great. I thought they did a phenomenal, because here you have all these girls who are like, I don't know, what am I doing? I don't know. <clears throat> so, Everybody was just like kind of figuring it out for themselves. 
you know? So yeah. um, I thought they did a phenomenal job. I didn't see anything more of that because there's so much going on in the news. I don't really usually watch too much episodic stuff, but I thought they did a great job. I'm glad for them. And Genji Cohen, I mean, Orange is the New Black is one of my favorite shows. So how can, how can you go wrong, you know? Yep. So thank you so much for joining us today. I had a blast having you here. Um, it was so much fun sharing the memories and stories. And is there anything that you'd like to leave the fans with today? Just to say thank you. To say thank you for your support, for your... I'm just really glad that you enjoyed what we did. I really am. I'm glad that it was that we made a difference in your life in some sort of entertainment form. And every fan that I am lucky enough <clears throat> to get to meet or talk with on Facebook and stuff like that, they're all lovely, lovely people. And I'm really, really grateful for all of the outpouring of love and support for us and the continued friendship with them. All right. Thank you very much for coming and joining us today. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye, everybody.